The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Welcome to the Stop Stopping Yourself show where we discuss everything that is getting in the way of you manifesting and creating the life not only you deserve, that you desire, but the dreams you wish to fulfill as well. Uh, with the understanding that we stop ourselves. If we are not manifesting all that we want, we're the ones getting in our way. It's nobody else out there. It's not your neighbor. It's not your partner. It's not your boss. It's not even the president that's stopping you. It is you that is stopping you from manifesting. And that's what we do on this show. Today is going to be a real powerful show and a special show. Um, I am going to take you on a guided reverie. A, gu- a reverie is a uh, an experience, an experience where you receive um, a revelation. Is where the word reverie comes from is revelation. And so, uh, hopefully, when you go on this journey, you're going to be receiving some uh, wonderful messages and information. And it's actually to commune with God now. Is what's interesting is a lot of people say they talk with God all the time. You know, even those in our metaphysical realm and our spiritual realm, they talk with God constantly. And I'm like, well, how do you know when God is talking back? You know, do you expect God to talk back spirit or Yahweh, whatever you want to call it? And they kind of, you know, some of them get an answer, you know, well, I think I'm getting answers. Well, I think I get messages You know, others are very confident. Yes, I do know. Um, I myself um, can't tell the difference between spirit's voice and my voice anymore in my head. It becomes one, which it should be, because we all are one with spirit, with God. But today I want to do it a little bit different. There are ways and times to be able to distinguish between the voices and the actual experience. So I'm going to take you on a journey um, raise your consciousness consciousness level. Got to say that as two separate words, not just one. And bring you to actually commune and receive a message from spirit today. An undeniable message. Now, there are a lot of times that God and spirit, they, it gives us messages in all different ways. Uh, it gives us possibly a feeling. It gives us a, a a book title. Some people that I know received messages for a book title that they were supposed to go out and read, and then a profound meaning came to them after they got the book and read the book. Or a direct message, do this, do that, you are this, you are that. Whichever way you receive your message today, you're going to hold on to it, you're going to um, use it in some way. Uh, but it is going to apply to your life. This is always very positive of an experience for everyone. 
But before we just get started, uh, let's just take care of some business. Uh, yes, I do have some wonderful events coming up. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe uh, that Soul Summit Scottsdale is around the corner in two weeks in Scottsdale, Arizona. So if you're listening in Arizona, come up and see me. I'm doing private readings as well as doing a workshop. Stop stopping yourself as a workshop, an intensive workshop where we really put on the boxing gloves, get down in the nitty gritty and get in there and unblock what we need to block. Uh, as well as I'm doing a breakout session and talk on on communicating with your animals, your pets, uh, those beings in your life that you love unconditionally, but would love to know what they're thinking, what they're saying, why they're responding the way they're responding, why they look at us the way they look at us. And sometimes we try to figure them out and sometimes we get it and other times we're like dumbfounded and just tell them, oh, go lay down already. Uh, right. So I'm going to be talking about how you can actually communicate with them. So it'll be a lot of fun. Then there's going to be a, a panel um, of question answer panel of a group of us. Um, so each night there's something wonderful going on. You can go to my website at vincentjenna.com and find that out. And, um, and also, again, in January is that unity and science of mind cruise uh, that's going to be something special. Uh, I know each and every one of you who are going to be cruising with us, Temple Hayes, who has a show on um, a couple of hours right after mine. Just wonderful luminaries on that cruise. And there's so much that you can get from us when you're traveling in a relaxed situation. You're the beauty, the joy, uh, the peace, the calmness. We just absorb so much more. So I, I don't know who's going to get more out of it. Those who attend or us luminaries who will be sharing with you. And so, uh, again, go to my site. It's from January 5th to January 12th. It's wonderful. Unity at sea. So those are the things that are coming up. Plus each week, the shows that we have here are just for you. Um, I hope you enjoyed last week's show when we got into answering questions. I got into doing some psychic readings. A lot of people uh, wrote to me after listening to that session because so many of the messages that I may give for one person absolutely apply uh, to other people. And, and that's usually the way it works. You know, we each have our own experience. Um, and yet our own experience brings on a learning message that applies and, and can uh, be fitting for so many other people because we're more alike and we have so many of the same needs than we're different and unlike. Right. Uh, I was just thinking about that today um, in having my own meditation and conversation with the higher realm. We were talking about that and I received the understanding that we spend so much time distinguishing our differences and separating our differences, even in cultures. We, we went to that extreme as a social worker. One of the things that we were trained is cultural differences and the importance of respecting cultural differences. Right. That was in the way of being able to communicate with each other. We each communicate differently. Uh, we each express emotions differently. 
Uh, so we spent so much time on that, that in, in effect, we're actually separating ourselves from each other. And the information I was receiving was rather than spend time with the differences, you take the differences, which are actually outliers. They are not the majority of who we are. The majority of who we are are all the same. And so we're supposed to look for the similarities within us. So it doesn't make a difference if you communicate different than me, if you're able to make eye contact or it's disrespectful to make eye contact. You have the same emotional needs as I do. Right? No matter what part of the world you're from, we all have the same emotional needs because we're all souls. We're souls with individual egos to be able to experience ourselves individually from each other. But we're all made of the same material from the same source. And that source is love, and that source is compassion, and caring, and kindness, and balance, and harmony, and peace. And those are all the traits of who we really are. And every single child, as I've expressed this over and over again, every single child in the world needs the same thing. So, so in my communication with spirit today, uh, that was one of the, the things that, that stood out the most is one of the biggest problems that we had is paying attention to our differences rather than examining our similarities. And that is one of the reasons why my wife Eileen and I have gotten along for 46 years. She came from, I think about this, 46 years ago. Okay, we're talking about 1973. In 1973, um, Jews and Catholics were still not getting married as much as obviously they are today. Um, ethnicities and races were still more apart than together. We were getting along with each other better, and there was certainly more civil rights. But when it came to marriages and bonding um, and interracial marriages, there were few there weren't as many. So, so when my wife and I were together, of course, my um, complete, all of them, Sicilian Roman Catholic family members were like wondering why I was going out and dating a Jewish girl. And of course, her family, even though they were reformed, were all wondering why she was dating a um a non-Jewish, a Catholic, especially a Catholic boy and a Catholic Sicilian boy, a Goyam. So we realized that as we were dating each other. But the funny thing is, we mentioned the differences just to be sure we both knew our historical backgrounds of, of our ancestry and belief systems but never once focused on the differences. From that point on, from almost day two, when we were talking deeply, we started talking about the similarities. We were drawn to the similarities and wondering why everybody was so separated over just a couple of beliefs, a couple of cultural things, of course, some major ones. But we spent all our time talking about our similarities, and that bonded us closer and closer 
together. You know, there were other differences that we had. There's foods that she loved that I hated and foods I loved that she disliked. Movies that I loved that she was very uncomfortable with and, and music and such. So there are many differences because of us being human. Right. But just because we don't like the same music doesn't necessarily mean there isn't other things that are more similar between us. And no matter what we found that was different, we always found that there were more similarities, more similarities. So um, that's one of my messages today. Why I challenge everybody to go into the world and find out, even with those that you would consider complete opposite of you, um, even those today that express such opposing views to what we say, what are the similarities? What makes us say some of the things we said? Um, this week on Monday, of course, there was all of the... Um, What's the word that I want to use? Uh, the the criticism and the um, the critiquing of comment that a Good Morning America, Laura, it's got a last name. Um, I didn't want to pay attention to the name as much as I wanted to pay attention to the comments that were made about. Um, you know, Prince Charles is his son, six years old, and he's taking ballet. And of course, she mocked it. And so it created uh, such a, uh, an awareness amongst the public and a retaliation towards a comment like that, because we're supposed to be moving forward. We're supposed to be more accepting and loving. And here, this celebrity is laughing um, about a little boy who is doing something that he loves. Apparently, he loves um, taking ballet lessons and and good for him and how wonderful for him to already know some of the things that he likes and doesn't like. It didn't sound like he was being forced to take it. And now, of course, the comment came out. But now, yes, um, yeah, she, she spoke and she apologized and she did that on the air with some uh, boys and uh, men who were ballet dancers when they were boys and Travis Wall who is known for So You Think You Can Dance and the most incredible choreography that he does. And so she apologized. And if you really sit there and, and have some compassion, you can almost understand how something like that can slip out. There is so much that we have repressed and suppressed of our own feelings. Sometimes we don't even know we feel these ways anymore until a situation arises that brings it to the surface, which is what happened over the past couple of years with, with um, what's gone on in America. So many of these feelings have come to the surface. Yes, there are definitely those who have conscious, quite aware feelings of negative uh, judgmentalness and prejudices and bigotry, all of those kinds of things, right? And, and, and many of them are conscious, but there's so many of them that are unconscious, you know? So, so there was a part of me that even though she absolutely needed to do something to correct that, to move everything in a forward motion again, rather than stepping backwards, I mean, the bullying that these boys get and have received, even as adults, they, can, they still receive um, the same bullying because they took ballet or they're gay and they're ballet dancers because in, in the world, obviously, they think that that goes hand in hand automatically. And that's not true. Your sexuality 
spirituality still has nothing to do with your talent. So two different things whatsoever. Uh, but there's all that labeling and the stereotyping, right? And that's where it becomes really dangerous. However, the, the, the thing is with all of us, here's where the similarity is, right? I said, look for the similarities. How many of you out there have discovered in the feelings that you didn't even know were there? That when they popped up, it even surprised you when you would turn around and say, well, I'm not prejudiced. Why on earth did I just think that? Holy cow. Or I'm very giving. Why on earth did I just act so stingy? Wow, I'm really surprised about that. Or why on earth did I just say that to this woman or to this man or to my husband or to my partner? Um, why am I feeling uncomfortable, you know, um, sitting next to this transgender person? It doesn't make a difference, but there are circumstances that occur that will pop open and crack the defense mechanisms. That's a psychological thing that does go on. And when that that stopper breaks open or is lifted in any way, anything can pop to the surface. Remember, I told you 95 to 98% of the entire human mind is in unconscious awareness. So you don't know what's really building up in there. And you may think you've grown and changed and all of a sudden something just pops up out of your mouth without you even thinking, which is exactly what could have happened to Laura during that time. Um, Here's, here's what's really interesting. More of what I was thinking along the lines is uh, it didn't make a difference what the boy was studying. I'm hoping that because he started at such a young age in ballet that he doesn't get burnt out. A lot of children, um, they, they go into something and then they see that it pleases their parent. And uh, whether they take an instrument, piano, drums, whatever, dance, it doesn't make a difference. They start singing. And then all of a sudden, as they get older, they realize that this is not what they wanted to do, right? And, and they lose the interest in it. Now, uh, you know, make a comment like that in, in, in about reality and saying, gee, I hope he really continues to pursue it because starting at such a young age, he, he'll be a, incredible. Can you imagine what he's going to be? He's going to be another Travis Wall um, and, and could be even different. You know, um, Rudolf Nureyev, an incredible ballet dancer, was, ba was dancing all his life, right? So, so if you start young going after a dream and something like that, that's fabulous. But it's not always a guarantee. So that's a different type of comment and understanding. It is certainly not a prejudice. But, I mean, I'm not condoning anything that she said, mind you. Uh, but that could have been a thought inside of her and the way it came out and interpreted. But it did seem to be a rude comment in the way she said it, for sure. Um, but, but the point is, within each of us is that capacity to learn about ourselves something we're completely shocked at. And there's where the similarity is. So, so what we want to be able to do is that similarity at least allows us to get along and, more importantly, allows us to go within and learn more about ourselves um, you know, and and we want to be able to do that at any time something bothers us. Whenever there's an injustice in the world and an anger comes up, go within, go within and just examine. Is that there within me? Do I have the capacity? OK, do I have um, something so hidden 
that um, I'm unaware that it's in there. Maybe in the way I'm acting sometimes. Maybe maybe that's why I don't like to go to certain gatherings with certain people. Who knows? Maybe that's why I'm supporting a certain policy in politics. You know, maybe that's why I'm following certain values in the government um, or whatever is going on in my society is because deep within me are hidden some of those same crazy beliefs. Oh my gosh, I need to know what they are. I really don't want them, especially if you're taking a spiritual journey. So here's my point in all of this. Don't assume you know who you are. Okay. I'm going to tell you that right from the get-go. Don't assume you know who you are. There's only one way to find out who you are, the outcome of your life. Okay, Um, we're told, um, don't worry about the outcome, worry about the journey. Well, yeah, until the outcome occurs, then pay attention to the outcome. So in other words, if you're trying to manifest something, you want to see and then pay attention to the results of that manifestation. Either you're going to enjoy it, you're going to examine it, you're going to say, oh, wow, now that I got what I really want, is this what I really wanted? Am I happy with it? Is it fulfilling me? Um, There is nothing wrong with assessing the outcomes. It's the only way to figure out if you're believing what you think you believe is the outcome. Um, So... That is just something that that came to me in my conversation with God today. And um, I I have a couple of minutes before a commercial comes up. And as soon as we do come back from commercial break, um, I will do that guided meditation. We're going to jump right into it. So make sure that you prepare yourself now. I would like you to get into a place, a room, a comfortable room, a comfortable seat, some place where you're not going to be interrupted, number one. Um, so, so if there's somebody else who can watch the children, let them watch the children. And you say, I'm going to take at least 20 minutes out for yourself the rest of the show. And I'm going to spend time on my own, okay? Try to make it a quiet place where there's no uh, interruptions from outside noise as well. Turn off your phone, your cell phone. I mean, that's one of the worst things is getting interrupted during a meditation by your phone ringing. You don't need it. This is your time now. is your personal time. Make sure you're comfortable, all right. If it's a little cool in the room, do something to change that temperature or put the fan on if it's warm. Um, you want to be able to sit upright. Laying down will cause you to possibly fall asleep. Um, most meditation is always good sitting upright with your back um, straight and erect. Um, but it's okay if you do lean up against the back of the chair and remain comfortable, arms out, feet uncrossed, nothing in your lap. So get yourself comfortable. Now find your space. We have a couple of minutes before we're going to start. Um, take that drink of water, go to the bathroom, do what you need to do. All right. And, and mostly clear your mind and let go of the negativity. The more you let go of any stress, any worries, any doubts or fears or thinking about what else you have to do as soon as this show is over. Okay, you want to listen to me. And as soon as you're done, oh, I've got this to do and that to do. Just forget about that. That's what the paying attention to the presence is all about. The here and now mindfulness is going through just the moments right now and keeping your focus 
keeping your focus on what you are consciously aware of right now, not what you've got to do later. And certainly um, not to do with any of those negatives that are rumbling through your mind at any given time. It's right now you're going to relax, stay calm, and just let go of everything. Start pay, even start paying attention to your breathing a little bit so that you can relax your breathing. It does happen naturally when you go into a meditation. But uh, this is a, I developed this. This actually is on my CD, Seven Journeys for Your Soul, Guided Meditation to the Music and Words of Spirit. So what I did is a friend of mine in L.A. is a master musician. He's unbelievable. He can play any instrument and create all this wonderful music. I asked him to, through a meditation, through a trancing, if he could come up with music for a guided meditation series that I wanted to do. And I didn't give him any of the words yet. I just told him basically the theme of each of the seven meditations that I was planning on doing, such as one of them is calm yourself. One is heal yourself, uh, commune or talk with your soul, commune with God, meet your past lives, things like that. So there's seven different ones and they're all different lengths ranging from 10 minute meditation to a 30 minute meditation. All right, I'm going to give you the shorter version of this meditation that we're doing today, but you can get the longer regular one on my CD. It's actually a three CD set or seven digital audios and it's about three hours in length. And what I've heard from it, and I tranced then the words after he wrote the music. So I was listening to the music, went into my own trance, and out came the the words to go along with it. And so what I hear is that it's such a, so extremely powerful that many people had to do them a little at a time because of the vibrations they raised within them and the level of consciousness that they raised. Some people were out in the cosmos somewhere experiencing all these wonderful things, nothing ever negative. And it was so funny because one mother told me that she was just playing it in the background, getting ready to do it. And she noticed it made her children, her young children, toddler and younger fall asleep. So I, at first I was like, oh, gee, I don't want my meditation series causing people to fall asleep. But it makes all the sense in the world that for a youngster, they couldn't um, uh, go along with the meditation. Well, we're going to do that right on the other side of this commercial that we're at. So you hang in there, listen to the commercial break, and we'll be back with the Stop Stopping Yourself show and commune with God. Thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Thank you for joining me today on the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Yes, I'm your host, Vincent Jenna, and we've been talking about 
meditation, guided meditations, and I highly recommend a guided meditation if you are not used to meditating as it is, because at least with a guided meditation, you can direct your and attention to the words that are being said rather than the words that you're thinking in your brain. That's most people's problems is they don't know how to slow down the thinking part. But the interesting thing is, and this may happen even today while we're doing this guided meditation, try to stay with my words. It's very difficult for the brain to stop working in that way. And so your mind may chatter. You may start hearing the words just rumbling through your head. Everything that you did today, everything you got to do tomorrow, everything you're going to do for the rest of your life, all the experiences you had, whatever, just let them go. Don't focus on them and don't try to stop them. Just redirect your attention to my voice. Also, another thing that winds up happening, most all of this is going to be a visualization. Left brain thinkers have a difficult time imagining and going through visualization, okay? Because the left brain is not the visual part. It's the right brain where we can see things, create things, feel things, intuit things. So if you think a lot, you're stopping and blocking the visualization, but the human mind must actually think in images. Um, if I was to tell you to picture or think of a bed, think of a bed, you will not say or see the word B-E-D spelled out in your brain or your mind's eye. You would automatically see a picture of a bed. That's how the brain functions. And also with your, your mind's inner ear is when you're talking with yourself and you hear it or you hear voices that are on the inside, not on the outside like you're listening to me right now and we're capable of doing more than one thing at a time so you can listen to me and be talking to yourself at the exact same time you see it all the time and sometimes people pay attention to that inner voice rather than the outer voice which is why they give you a blank stare while you're in the middle of talking with them right so I need you to do the best you can in focusing on my voice today. Uh, try not to get ahead of me. A lot of people do that. They just kind of feel that I'm going in this particular direction and they go off without me. Well, that's not so bad, except you might miss something I redirect you to. All right. So stay with me as best you can. Relax during this. Enjoy it. Have no fears. And we're going to take a step at a time. So even if you lose the image, come back to the image as soon as you can. Um, try again by listening to my voice. And I know sometimes I have a voice that can put people to sleep. It does my wife all the time. But I don't know if that's because of the voice or because she'd rather be sleeping while I'm talking with her. But I'll just put that aside right now. It can be very soothing in the way that I am going to talk. Uh, again, if you're focusing on listening to the words and concentrating mostly on that, that will help to keep you awake. So let's go into it now. Let's do the best we can with it and um, have fun on your journey. And here we go. So everybody relax right now. One of the best ways to relax is by taking in 
deep breaths. So the first thing is take in a deep breath that expands your entire chest and abdomen area so that the air and the oxygen is filling your entire body. And as you exhale, you're exhaling, exhaling all the stress, all the negativity, all the thoughts, all the worries that you may have right now, just leaving your body. Take another deep breath in, expanding and feeling that the oxygen is going deeper and deeper into your body, into your lungs, bringing that necessary nutrition and oxygen to every single organ in your body. And when you exhale, you remove everything you don't need. The carbon dioxide that leaves you, all the stress that leaves you, all the negative feelings and thoughts and even the discomforts in your body, they all leave you. And you become more and more relaxed and deeper, deeper focused in this relaxed state and ready to join me to a higher consciousness, to go to a different place in space and time where that doesn't matter and it doesn't exist. And one last deep breath in, hold it at the top for a moment and then exhale through the mouth deeper and more relaxed, feeling light, feeling peaceful, feeling calm and comfortable and warm. And now I want you to visualize in your mind's eye, your favorite place to be. What is your place, your centering place? That place that you know, wherever you're at, brings you calmness and peace. It could be a beach. It could be the mountains. Could be by a body of water, a lake, a stream, a waterfall. It doesn't matter where it is. Where is your centering place? I want you to envision that right now as best as you can. You are there feeling very safe, feeling very comfortable and very warm. That's a beautiful place and a peaceful place. You know it vibrates with your body at a certain level that automatically, no matter what stretch you are feeling, it just eliminates it and brings it down when you are in that place. Even if you're just imagining it, let your imagination go. You don't have to be there physically because since your body has been there before, since your mind has been there, the energy of it is impressed in your mind. And all you have to do is just recall it to replicate that same feeling. It's kind of like muscle memory. You can train your muscles in an activity and then depend on your muscles to remember what they're supposed to do whenever you do that activity. Well, it's the same with thinking and putting yourself in a centering place. 
All you have to do is think of that place and your body immediately responds. And you are there with me right now, no matter where it is. And look around. I want you to start becoming observant of the surroundings of your special place. What is there with you or what's not there? Are you outside? Is there greenery or flora, trees, woods? Is there sand and ocean with waves that are banging in the background and crashing? Are there animals or creatures around making noise, birds in the air, squirrels rustling around on the land? What's going on? The wind maybe possibly going through the trees and blowing the trees and making that noise. But what's happening right now? Become aware of your surroundings in your centered place, your special place. Whatever's there, you can imagine it. Let it open up. Let the picture unfold. This is your reverie. This is your journey. It can be all you want it to be or as minimal as you want it to be. It's up to you. What does the air feel like that's there? Is it warm or is it there is chill to it? Is it comfortable? What does it smell like? Is there an aroma, aroma of flowers or flora, an aroma of crispness or ocean smell? So pay attention to those senses, your vision, your hearing, your feeling on your skin, your smelling. And even what are you test tasting in your mouth? Some places have very strong scents, aromas, and even flavors, be it dry or moist. So all of your senses are active now, feeling even more comfortable and more relaxed in this experience. And right now, I want you to envision that right in front of you, maybe you're sitting down, maybe you're standing, maybe you're in a lounge chair. It doesn't make a difference wherever you are. Right now, right in front of you, only footsteps away, appears a golden arch and doorway. It's golden. You see nothing on the other side of that doorway. It seems to be blocked by a light. Some brilliant light is shining through that doorway. It just appeared out of nowhere, right in the middle of your peaceful place. It's an absolutely beautiful golden archway and doorway, maybe several feet tall, taller than you, wider than you. It doesn't matter. Very inscribed and detailed. There seems to be symbols all around that archway and doorway. And it's brilliant and magnificent. And you can see it very clearly they're right in front of you with a brilliant light coming through almost as if you can't look directly into the light because it is so brilliant and beautiful and even though it just appeared there you still feel very safe and confident and comfortable 
knowing that this is okay. You are familiar with this doorway and archway. You may not see it all the time. You may not experience it every single day, but it is within you and it feels comfortable. It feels important. And it creates even more relaxation and a higher vibration within you that elevates your own consciousness, even away from your body. You're not even paying attention to your body anymore and what you're feeling. You are now focused on the brilliance of this archway and doorway and the light, the magnificent light that is coming through it. And it is so brilliant that it beckons you. It beckons you to come to it. And so you stand wherever you are, wherever you are, you are walking towards this light. It is beautiful. It feels safe. It feels comfortable. It feels like there's an intelligence to it in some way. There is a vibration of its own coming through this doorway in that light. And you walk up to that doorway and ready at any moment to step through the doorway. But you're examining the way you feel. And maybe maybe at first there's an anticipation. There is an anxiousness. What, what lies beyond this doorway of brilliant light? What am I going to experience if I walk through it? But that doesn't worry you. It just causes you to be curious. It causes you to want to know. It causes you to step through the doorway. And now actually step into that light itself, through that doorway, through that archway, and suspended in light. There is nothing but light on that side, brilliant light that may be flickering all around and over in different wavelengths and different intensities, but you're in that light, and you actually are looking back through the doorway, and you can see the spot that you were in, that you left of the physical ground, the physical earth, that centering spot, you see it through the doorway. It is there. But now you can turn and look and you are in nothing but pure light. And it doesn't make a difference because you don't feel alone. You don't feel uncomfortable. You feel as if you know this place And you start walking or floating through into that white light further and further away from the golden arch. And as you do, all of a sudden, very gently, the golden arch disappears. And all that's left is you, the consciousness of you, in the middle of this brilliant light. And now there's a new emotion that starts to arise from within you. It's coming from the center of your body now. And it's a, such a comfortable, overwhelming feeling, maybe one that you're not completely used to, but one of unconditional, abundant love. A sensation that you wish you can keep with you, that you wish you can bottle, that you wish you can hold forever in order to know what love really is. 
And it seems to be coming from this brilliant light. You can't even fathom the expansiveness of this light. There are no surroundings anymore. Everywhere you look is this light, but in all different wavelengths. And all of a sudden, there'll be reflections of colors just as a prism, as light going through a prism, separating the white light into brilliant colors of the rainbow. And they're flashing all over in different places and coming together. But it's all one big source of light that you are now part of not only feeling safe and feeling comfortable and feeling that you belong here, feeling love, unbelievable, intense, utopian love, exhilarating, unconditional love. There is nothing you can do wrong. There is nothing you've ever done wrong right now in this place, in this space. This is what you feel and you begin to acknowledge and recognize that this is who you are. You are part of this love. That's why it feels so comfortable. You are part of this light. Your light begins to come out from within you and you are now intermingled your light and this great light together. No physical body, no concept of that, only consciousness and light. And in this light are emotions and feelings. Energy in itself, if you you just look at energy, it has wavelengths and vibration. But what do those vibrations make you feel? That's what distinguishes us from the rest of vibrational life is the feeling the vibrations give us. And if we only paid attention to the feelings, we would constantly be inspired and moved and empowered to go towards the feeling, not just the vibration. And so you feel unbelievable love, not just receiving it, but of who you are. And then another awareness comes to you that this great light is actually spirit. It is the source of your creation. It is the source that completely supplies you and supplies you with your own light that you're part of, this is God right now that you are in, part of, not just sitting there separately, individually as two separate beings, but as one light and force, but with your own individual awarenesses. This God force is completely aware of who you are, and you are completely aware of this God force to such a point that you can talk with it. And it can talk with you. And it has right now a vital message for you. One that can transform your life. One that if you had received years ago, life could be completely different, but it doesn't matter when you receive it. It matters that you receive it. And it has the message for you now. In the next moments of not hearing my voice, 
I want you to hear God's voice within your own mind, within your own light, give you that profound, empowering message now. And now you received that message from spirit, from source, from God, from Yahweh, from whatever you wish to call it, but from light, that which you are made of. And you are holding on to that message. It's clear to you. You completely understand it. And you feel loved and cared for. And one of the most important aspects of God's life is you. And the next important aspects are your brothers and sisters. Because God created all of us together. All of us to share and feel that incredible love. We feel it individually and we feel it as a group. Now take that love, take the message, take that comfort and relaxation and know that you will have it with you always, that you can come back to this place anytime you wish and talk with God, knowing that that's part of you, the highest part of who you are. And with that highest part, how can you even consider yourself low in any way? Even in physical form, the low vibrations of the physical body does not compare to the high vibrations of your soul. Your body and physical existence is no greater than you stepping into your vehicle, a car, a bicycle, and that bicycle and car does not, that vehicle does not define who you are. You riding in it does. And so you know that you take all of this back with you. Look around and notice the light again. It's always there and it's always communicating with you anytime you want. The light never goes off or dim. But now you notice the golden door again, that big, beautiful golden door. But this time on the other side of the golden door is your special place that you left to come here to talk with God. Walk, 
walk towards that door now, that doorway, looking back and seeing the unbelievable amount and intensity and brilliance of that light and how it doesn't diminish even as you walk away from it. It comes with you. It's part of you. But it's time to step through that doorway into the physical realm again. And you're back in your centering place, wherever it is. And as moment you look behind, the doorway is gone. But the message isn't. You carry that message with you, knowing it now, keeping it in your heart. Bring yourself back into the awareness of this room, wherever you are, in your home, at your office. Wiggle your toes and eyes and fingers. Open your eyes and be present in the present moment. Well, welcome back. Okay, I hope you all had a wonderful experience. I would love to hear about some of your experiences. So please either go to my um, uh, um, uh, Facebook page. That's one of the best ways to get a hold of me and write me there to let me know what you experienced. Um, you're more than welcome to send me an email at believe at vincentjenna.com. Um, remember, we are here every week. I will see you next week. But most importantly, please, for the week, just remember how divine you are and allow any of those hidden feelings to surface so that the greater feeling of your connection with source, your light can shine through above and beyond anything else you may be harboring in there. So this is your host vincent jenna this is the stop stopping yourself show stay tuned for dr dream with kelly walden sullivan and um i love all you guys thanks for listening and we'll see you again next week here on unity online radio thanks for listening This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.